Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Welcome to Talk Together. Thank you for joining us for an evening of talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I said an evening, we're only here for an hour. Um, at least that's what I told everyone. <laughs> uh, no, we will be here for the next hour or so talking about Dungeons and Dragons and specifically about Roll Together last year and campaigns and stuff that happened last year because it's it's a new year. By the time this goes out, we're recording a bit early, but happy new year. To everyone. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year, 2023. Let's go 2023. Uh, Liz, how was your New Year? My New Year was fabulous. Um, yeah. We counted down. Yeah. Uh, there was celebration. There <laughs> were drinks. I had a great time. How was yours? Great. Love it. Yeah, it was It was delightful. Um, mm. uh, we, we played a poker tournament. Um, I don't know how it went because uh, this that's in the future. Mm. But, uh, but I, I can only assume I won. I thought you were gonna say Pokemon and I got really excited for you. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No. No. Pokemon. I was also excited for the Pokemon tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Change got, those plans now. I've got a, I've got a couple of weeks before <laughs> this actually happens, so maybe I can subvert this uh, this evening my husband has planned and make it about Pokemon instead. This choice is not applicable. Pokemon it is. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> yes. there's enough people going that would back me on this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, Ali, how, how, how are you doing? How was your um, new year? Fine. Um, the part that I remember was great. And the part that I don't remember probably was even better. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> no alcohol this year. So probably just a very early new year this year. Yes. Hooked I'm up. excited under, about going to bed early. Under a self-knitted blanket. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> Amazing stuff. So uh, we will actually talk about some Dungeons and Dragons and things. Uh, but before we do that, I should say thank you to our sponsors, Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Phoenix Dice, and Alchemy RPG, and our supporters, Idle Champions, uh, Idle Champions, Neverwinter, Elderwood Academy, and D&D Beyond. And hello to our D20 Club on Patreon. Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you all had a, a smashing uh, holiday period and New Year's. Um, and if you would like to find us, uh, you can find us here at twitch.tv forward slash Roll Together RPG, or you can find us on podcasts under Roll Together RPG or the socials, uh, Roll Together RPG. If you know our name, you could probably find us in We're the everywhere. online place. We're Google. We are everywhere. Always watching. <laughs> um, I, I have uh, a, a few different like questions that... Uh, We'll be looking back at uh, 2022, the, the games that we played and DM'd. Um, although I wanted to ask, given that it is a New Year's, does anyone have any TTRPG-based New Year's resolutions? Oh. As a player or DM? Both. Why not? Oh. 
Chris would be very happy if I planned more, but let's be realistic, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then you wouldn't have the, the classic M style of like allowing so chaos. much time for chaos and role play and yeah, sure, let's let's spend an hour uh, just bumbling Look, through an, space. It's an hour that I don't have to fill. They're the exactly. best ones. Like when you, as a DM, <laughs> when you can just sit and everyone else does the talking for you. Oh my God, that's a gift. It's a gift. Like, honestly... Strive for that as a DM. And everyone really enjoys it. So Mm -hmm. it works both ways. You get to be like, you go, you go ahead. Like I'm I'm feeling a bit headachey. Like you you carry on with your lives and we'll be back in about an hour when you've rambled at each other about all of your tragic backstories. One of my favorite things, uh, we're going straight into past campaigns, I'm sorry. Do it, the, do it. Uh, the M's flustered in the Feywild had, Sharmini was there and she said, sorry M, did you want us to do some plot today? Like, But we had the best time. We had three hours of doing nothing, but the players, we all had so much fun. And it was great to watch as well. Just uh, like, there's a lot to be said for for campaigns where you do uh, lots of like cool stuff and big battles and stuff. There's also a lot to be said for uh, bumbling and enjoying those character moments um and it, it makes it, it's very watchable it's very like listenable mm. if you're a podcast listener as well and, and it's nice to see and hear players having fun and when players are having fun doing nothing that's even better it's great i think so when the, the dm can just sit down and watch mm-hmm. i think it's the best time for a dm you know it's like i said everything you go and explore and enjoy and create the world with me so that's something uh, that I'm I'm looking at now, which again is is in the past when this goes out, because uh, it won't be spoilers by this point that I'm DMing the first full parter of, uh, of, of, the, of the year. Oh, I think uh, it was announced. It's been announced to Patreon, definitely. Yeah. At this well, point. it's first time I've heard it, so <laughs> yay! Thanks, Liz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to get the balance, the planning balance right of, I know there's a bunch of... Um, hot points that I want to hit, but I, I want to make sure that I've left enough space for the players to bumble. But also because it's it's based off like Half-Life and first-person shooters, which have a very like pacey energy. I'm interested to see how it goes. How I think four, six. So four-parter. Yeah, you don't have time in a four-parter. No. Like you can have one episode where they do very little, but actually yeah. like if you want to get through stuff, you've just got to like, get those yeah. plot points out there. are you going through the door <laughs> yeah one of my favorite things to do if if the players are having a great chat and i'm happy the players are having a great chat but one of my favorite things to say is as you're talking <laughs> big thing happens <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so if like you need Tom, to move Tom ahead, did, if Tom did, where the plot happened in the the forest in the background while the players were faffing, no, that was terrible. <laughs> that was really bad. I was oh. like, "There's no point you being here. The game is over there where you're not." Like, no. I think that's actually happened to me in a in like a, a computer game once, where I've accidentally walked through a wall, and the rest of the game is kind of there, and I'm in nothing world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skyrim yeah, yeah. happens a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. I've walked through a wall. The game's over there. I can't get back anymore. No, I'm stuck forever. I'm yes, falling <laughs> constantly. <laughs> oh, I've been yeeted into the sky. Endlessly. Mm. The trick is to find out how that enables you to uh, randomly somehow finish the game mm. and then repeat that glitch for speedrunning yes. purposes. Ah, yes. <laughs> then also find a way to monetize that. 
the speed running. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, and one minute twice. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> any any other thoughts? Uh, New Year's resolutions, TTRPG New Year's resolutions. I am starting my first long game campaign, like home game. Yeah. And hopefully it's gonna start really well. And as a player, um, I like multi-classing. So as long as I can create those multi-class that people was like, Ali, what the hell are you thinking about? <laughs> but make them, find a way to make them work. That's that's my resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as a player, one of my resolutions this year is to, well, if the opportunity comes up, it's got to feel right for the campaign, but to uh, get over my fear of wizards and play a wizard properly. I mean, I've, oh. I've played one in, in Chris's Christmas one shot, which I, it was barely a wizard because we were level one and I think I cast <laughs> one spell. Yeah. I don't think that counts. Classic wizard. You need like level level five because level five, you've got third level spells. There's stuff to choose from. Like you can do mm-hmm. stuff, but it's not like, oh goodness, I've got 400 things to choose from and mm-hmm. only one of them is going to be relevant in this particular situation. Yeah. I thought when you said your fear of wizards i thought you meant like your character is afraid of wizards <laughs> yeah every character i've they made. are the devil yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. especially thomas terrified of wizards totes <laughs> gotta, gotta hate those evokers i've got a new evoker coming up i'm very excited about Ooh, it nice Love an evoker just gotta that, just gotta blast some things sometimes is that one <laughs> it coming up later in the quarter or is that one that's yeah, in you will, you will be seeing them in january that we well we will have because this will go out after the first week in January. You may have so seen them already. I don't know what the programming is. You for will January. see them. <laughs> <laughs> they will be seen. They will be witnessed in January. You heard it here first, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am going to roll the dice. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. Okay. okay. Oh, a one. I mean, I'm only rolling a d8 yes. for this. Uh, Favorite we number. Didn't have that many questions. Uh, okay. Were there any moments in a campaign that you ran that you were particularly proud of or enjoyed the players discovering? <laughs> Ali, that sounded like a promising giggle. Yeah, tell us. Go on, Ali. Uh, well, I, I have only one campaign, uh, the Divergent Dream. And <laughs> uh, Nat was there, right? And when Nat decided to put on the mask that these uh, creatures were wearing, I was like, that was not in the plan, but I can improv this. And I was like, I was like, in my notes, it was like five pages ahead of like, okay, now how do I make this work? But I, I didn't expect that to happen right there. But it's like, of course, Ali, of course they were, they were about to do it. So it was a little bit of silly me moment. But then I was like, yeah, that was... I mean, we, we talked about it um, in the uh, Divergent Dream post-show talk together as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that moment from a... Um, cause, well, I mean, credit to V for suggesting I put the mask on in the first place, but uh, I think neither of us knew what was going to happen and we were both excited. To, it felt like a world-building moment together, which is always nice compared to a... Um, the DM has a secret plan and it's down to the players to uncover exactly what that was. It was a... Is this happening? How do we do this? I don't know. I don't know why. Then let's find out. Let's roll with the punches. Yes. That's some of the best bits, though. Like, one of my favorite things is when the DM asks, tell me what would happen or tell me what that looks like. Like, that's so much fun because that's a collaborative storytelling. 
and that's yeah. what D is all about so yeah that's fun i'm so excited that someone did to ali what ali does to dms as well <laughs> because normally <laughs> it's ali doing the weird stuff that you're like huh <laughs> thank you nat thank you for that <laughs> that makes me smile <laughs> that's one of the things i'm i'm excited about because again it won't be spoilers by now but ali is in my uh, my campaign that i'm running <gasps> nexus and uh yeah i'm 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 scared for that one i'm excited and scared because i've seen his brain working and it's a thing <laughs> who have you got who's your other players uh, i've got um chris ali nick uh evie uh and johnny and johnny chaos just pure chaos yeah. uh, so good Evie, no, it's josh, not johnny. josh will be will josh. be chaotic yeah, yes yeah that's that's gonna be a lot of fun Mm-hmm. I used to hate chaos when I first started DMing and now I, I crave it. Like, it's all I want. I want chaos because you could just sit back and watch it and you're like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Okay, cool. Let's go with it. So, yeah. I like when players give you so many elements that it's like, ah, yeah, sure. Tell me more. Tell me more. And then you start like take, taking those elements to move on. It's like, you know, I have this story, but the story that you are telling me, which might be just that, you know, like they rumbling with ideas is much better than the idea that I had originally. So mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna, you know, find a middle uh, place or, you know, compromise with my story. Absolutely. Any other uh, pleasing moments of the players discovering stuff or things you were particularly proud of? So I'm gonna talk about uh, Mercundra Bog that you were all in, which is quite handy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was uh, a moment where you had gone to, you'd gone behind the walls. Yeah. So you discovered that there were like tunnels behind all the walls in the resort. And I love atmosphere. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it can impact players and like how decisions are made. And I could do the ultimate horror thing of like the lights coming on one by one. And then you continued going and you saw there were lots of the robots all kind of having little spark moments themselves. And being able to build on that uh, tension and watching all of your faces as it was happening was so much fun. I didn't know what you were going to do during it, but being able to to do that was so much fun. Uh, so thank you for your faces. It was great. You're welcome. That that whole like underground with the animatronics was just a big no. <laughs> it was great. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think when players don't know if we are about to roll initiative, keeps you like, mm. what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Like, should I cast this now? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if this is a really good spell, but it's not into combat. You might be um, wasting that spell slot so it's like what should I do so it's it's, it's really um, good element from a DM keeping you on your toes like I'm plenty sure you that you know like what is gonna happen now so yes like kudos to to that list uh, because you're all quite high level as well like you could throw encounters at people and you can throw traps at people but you're very likely to overcome it very quickly because you're so high level but when it's just atmosphere and it's your mind you're having to work against that's great i don't have to do any work there that's brilliant uh so yeah that was a lot of fun for me that was one of the things i mean again i I didn't have a campaign but i had the two one shots that i ran um was specifically in the sequel to um sleepers of silverage was when they were approaching the uh the the dragon's lair trying to to build up a sense of um dread and atmosphere and psych them out a little bit by making the role perception for stuff that wasn't there 
Um, I don't know if I, I was like 100% successful with it, but there was definitely uh, elements. I mean, kudos to Tom, really, for knowing that the uh, the place was going to be an abandoned silver mine and picking a werewolf to play, because that <laughs> that immediately added a sense so of Tom. dread and threat. <laughs> Incredibly Tom. Amazing. <laughs> Um, I've had four this year, so uh, Ancient Antics, Chaos in the Collection, Anarchy in the Astral Sea, and then finally K, Call of the Void, which I keep calling Chaos, which is not right. <laughs> Just Chaos. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed putting Career into Chaos, which then like tied into future stories because obviously mm. came back with Demi in Liz's campaign. Um, Anarchy the Ship, I think, is the thing I'm most proud of. It was wasn't intending it to be so incredibly creepy, and then yet... Um, as what? we played, it came. Yeah. <laughs> um, Antics was just a it's, a, it's a fun, it's that like echoing King Arthur, like what happens if the people who was who were supposed to protect do actually come back? And I think that was really good fun. Um, and Call of the Void. Um, <laughs> the most surprising thing for me in Call of the Void was when Sam, after creating this like character with a horrible backstory and being like, they're going to be so sad. In the first episode, it was like, yeah, I'm here, I'm Australian and also really cheerful. I was like, what? What happened between the backstory and now? What have you done? <laughs> and then the whole way through, I mean, it was my own fault because I cast a bunch of chuckle fucks. Uh, they will not be offended by me saying that. Um, <laughs> there was no like, this is very creepy. It was all like, this is just fun and wacky. <laughs> is that the one where there was someone like naked outside the ship that got onto the window and kind of screwed yeah, past? Or did I make that up? Oh, that's that might have been someone definitely did that in um, Anarchy, but I don't yeah. think they were naked. Oh, maybe I just filled that one in with my brain. <laughs> I would not put that past me. Just no. decided they're naked. Listen, comedy—that's where we're at. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed all this. I'm looking forward to. Um, I know you said before, Em, that uh, you'd like Korea to appear again, and I am looking forward to that being a possibility. Career was a great yeah. character. The potential of like Career and Demi, which is very difficult mm-hmm. because obviously both characters so far are only played by me. Um... <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what what campaigns come up. I guess twenty twenty three has has many weeks to fill with D and D, which is exciting. So we'll see. I'm going to roll a dice again. Ooh. Roll that dice. Roll that dice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gone from one to eight. Okay. Uh, Apart from Sean's campaigns, which so far have all been part of the same story and naturally have links, are there any common themes or motifs you find you keep bringing into your games, intentional or not? And I guess this can also apply to home games. I love that the way that was phrased. It's obviously for the one that Sean was in, but also it's like as if Sean's just going to suddenly appear and be like, yes, mine are all. Well. Chaos. Chaotic players. Um, Just like utter bizarre happenings also for some reason sexual innuendos i don't think it's me <laughs> but at this point it might be uh-huh. <laughs> i mean it seems to, uh, the bake-off like that episode was particularly bad that one yeah we we, we tried to pretend that that one didn't happen um, <laughs> <laughs> tell that to mary barry because she is scarred for life <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on the internet forever like she's a national treasure down yeah Mm. (laughs) amazing now most well so Halls of the Undermountain King followed by Shadowfell Symphony followed by Mercandraw 
they are all linked. They're all following one character. So the story isn't precisely linked. It is slightly in the first two, but I tried to take one character from one game to another, and then uh, I think it was Ali's character to Sally in the last one. Um, but I guess... I don't think anything specifically links them as far as theme is concerned, uh, other than maybe end of the world. That tends to occur quite a lot. I think in most <laughs> games that tends to happen. Like, oh, you've you got to go fix this, otherwise everyone's going to die. Um, googly eyes? Googly eyes, yes. Um, <laughs> they made a comeback in Emma's campaign in the... You'll have to remind me of the title. Anarchy? Is that Anarchy? It was, uh, Anarchy? Chris was running... Um, Thingy McThingy, uh, Drowning of Blackwater, and uh, and Stampy had googly eyes. Yes. That's not what you were thinking of. No. There were definitely, I'm sure there were googly eyes in the Anarchy ship, because there was all sorts of shit in the hold uh, <laughs> of the, the Anarchy ship. But yeah, maybe that was it. I don't quite remember. It's been quite a while. Uh, uh, how, how do we feel about the fact that, sorry to just divert how do we feel about the fact that if there were to ever be a roll together mascot that is not the dice head it would probably be a pickle with googly eyes mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pro mm. Ali, Ali your face is telling a different story <laughs> <laughs> too late Ali it's all in it's manufacturing yet. right now as okay. we speak there are t-shirts there are caps there are mugs there are pens yes pens shaped like pickles <laughs> that was a lie that is not happening <laughs> Or I guess, I guess someone needs to. Buy it. Someone needs to say, please don't go looking for that merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> do not Google that. <laughs> don't know. Pickle pens. Yes. Or make a Kickstarter and we will support. Yeah. <laughs> not like us starting a Kickstarter. Fans go and do it. Fans <laughs> starting a Kickstarter petition. <laughs> Change org. Yes. Then we get to a thousand. Yes. That's a good point, Em. Have you put your Christmas tree up yet? Um, if it were, it would be here. And you can see that it is not. Um, that's fair enough. Embarrassingly, it's the 16th of December, so we're quite behind. Okay. Um, okay but Pixie did send us like five pickle decorations, which will be going on the tree um, again this year. I think you mean they have been on the tree again this yes. year. Yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's here. Can't you see it? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, any other, Ali? Any uh, so we started with the Divergent Dream, and it's sort of horror and um, or cosmic horror kind of thing, and of course a lot of aberrations. And the second campaign that I'm going to have probably uh, uh, after years, um, I think Natalie, so. I think, uh, is also a sort of continuation of that. And it's on the same sort of theme, which is um, elder, uh, elder evils. And I mean, we're getting horror. getting into heavy spoiler territory here, but yeah. there's definitely like there's definitely an aberrant theme around Ali in general. I think it's the tentacles. <laughs> there's the tentacles. tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've so. In terms of the stuff I've done for Roll Together, including the camp campaign that I'm doing now, timey-wimey, um, I guess it is horror, but that's not necessarily something that is a theme with everything I've run, because mm. actually a lot of the, the home games I've done have been like stupid and whimsical. 
So it just happens to be that I've done horror stuff with Roll Together. So I'll have to change that. I'll have to do some goofy stuff next time, clearly. I like going from like super goofy to absolute horror in the same thing. Because then horror feels like it has more impact because everyone's lulled into a false sense of security. By trying to lull, (laughs) everything is fine. You're all dying. Like it. It, that's always very fun too. Yeah, I, I had that at the end of Call of the Void. So there's uh, in the uh, by the end of the fourth episode, there were three of them on death saves, and like they've they've, they've bumbled their way through this entire thing, been like nothing's going to happen. Then you're like, yeah, you're all dying. I <laughs> 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 do, do love uh, an emotional. Uh, well, what's it called? Like a coin flip? No, uh, t- turn on a dime. That's the one. Words. <laughs> kind of the same thing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna another, roll. Oh, sorry, no, another element is uh, the Oryx clan. I think there is many oh, yes. elements of the Oryx clan in many campaigns and okay? games, but probably at some point it will be ridiculous to, to <laughs> say like, you know, even to have like a maybe share one of those uh, characters with other players so they play one Oryx each. That, mm-hmm. And I DM in that. That would be that would be a good pitch. I, I, I want to know what them. the end game is, Ali. What's the end game? No, don't tell us, but like, I want to know. <laughs> Fill the world with uh, Leonin from the same, yes. same clan. <laughs> so we're getting into tricky territory there, though, because if the if the only Leonin that have appeared in the, in the Roll Together universe are related, then that's a bit odd. We yes. clearly need to have... Oh, Vega. Vega. Vega's Unless also. Vega's a secret. <laughs> as far as we know, not, so... Yeah. Okay. Or a rival Oryx. Like, maybe there's some major rivalry going on between oh, these two yeah. Leonin. Yes. Maybe they will Vega already has, Vega. like, a like a, a, a deathly rival, though. So, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, a two is a lot to handle at the same time. Like, you've got to devote a lot of your attention to them. It's like having a partner, but they're not they're not nice to you. Yeah. Poly rivalry? Is that, <laughs> is that what we we're coining this? Poly rivalry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm That's just imagining a be... campaign where the enemies are like, no, I'm your mortal rival. No, yeah. I'm your... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's an... that's a thing in an anime. I'm sure it is. Or there's someone going around and they're just, they're following a per basically stalking a person being like, oi, I'm your mortal enemy. The other person is just really nonplussed. <laughs> I need to watch this. I know. <laughs> I think Chat, there was something to it. Is. Yes, that's <laughs> Have you watched uh, Ranma and a Half, something like that? Like, the, the, it's a very old, like, Sailor Moon times. And this guy, when they throw cold water to him, turn into a lady. Yes, oh. no? Helpful. Then never mind. No. Oh. Well, but it's, there, there is, like, this other character that is always like, oh, you're my rival, and the other one's like, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, they never actually fight or something like that, but the, the other one is just obsessed with Ranma. Obsessed with drama, like someone else I know, Ali. (laughs) Shade. Sorry, that was very direct shade. (laughs) To the face. Yes, we're with a name. Just to confirm, Ali, it's you. I'm going to take, can you you roll the DA to know how much uh, psychic damage do I take? (laughs) No, you have a DA in your hand. I do have, have it's literally in my hand. Uh, seven, I'm afraid. Oh, almost max. Yeah. Oh, sorry, cool. Ali. Outrageous. If I were level one, I'm down. Go wins. Only if you're a really <laughs> squishy wizard. I can't yeah. really but squishy. Is Ali squishy? Yeah. <laughs> or you, you made the foolish choice to roll for hit points. 
Oh, I have one HP. Yes. <laughs> what is the minimum if you were to roll? Because it's uh, it would be wizard, so it'd be a D six plus your con. And if you had negative con, you could potentially start the game with minus hit points. You yeah. just die before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> this person should not be an adventurer. You opened yeah. your your spell tome, and the first word you you read as a wizard killed you. That's what happened. Like you were you born as a standard cart. average human, and then you opened that spell book, and that was it. Too much. KO'd. The word was the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna roll a d6 again. Uh, no, not a d6. A d8. Uh, no, maybe I should roll a d6 because that was a one. <laughs> and again. I think I just rolled three ones in a row. Get rid of that oh, dice sorry. immediately. It's cursed. <laughs> no, get them out the way. Uh, okay, uh, three. Uh, this, this is kind of similar to the first one. Um, so, Ali, your answer might be the same. Uh, so it's less about uh, enjoying a player's discovery or a moment you're proud of. Um, oh no! Wait, 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 wait. I'd scrolled. Oh, we're going on a That's journey. A number. Yeah, yeah. Where are we yeah. going to end up now? <laughs> okay. Are there any moments from other people's games that you watched or listened to or even played in that you thought were really cool slash have inspired your own games? Mm. Or made you go, ah, oh, I wish I did that. That's cool. There are so many. Um, I mean, so, the American Drawbog, just the, the location, the concept, mm. the delivery, mm. the it was really good funds, fun. the shots. Um... <laughs> Shots were my favorite too. I don't remember the name, but at the end, we have uh, this bar and this sorcerer, not monk. I'm, 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 I don't know even what I want to say, but they use a portable hole and a bag of holding to get rid of a black dragon. And I was, it was like, Vile Shadows and a Honeyed Smile. Yes. And I think it was Evie. And Toby. Yes. I think. Yes. My brain. That's a, that, that's a major throwback. That's like three yeah. years ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but was it not this year? <gasps> no, oh that was goodness. like one that of was the, the, the second. <laughs> wow. Theros wow. was the first one. We so did. let me think one of these year. I struggle to, to think back more than a week, Ali. That's one heck of a memory yeah, yeah. you have. <laughs> throwback. Um, no, because the games I want to play in the most are my own, and obviously you can't play in your own games. Um, but I really want DMs who are like, you just go ahead and have fun and have chaos, and like, no, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it works on a knife edge of like, is it going to work or is it not going to work? But that feeling of like, you can do whatever you want; it's not going to mess with the world. I really enjoy that. It doesn't work with Chris because Chris has plans, and you can fuck with Chris's plans. Um, so it's not quite as it's not quite as like everything here is open, which is what mm. I really enjoy. Um, but I haven't played with a DM who quite runs like that yet because people like planning. Damn you all. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of different though when you're DMing for something that has to be in six parts because you know it has to end. Yeah. Whereas like if it's a, an open ongoing campaign, like my ongoing campaigns of my home games tend to be way more open. Like I, I don't really plan until the day before and yeah, that's based on what players have done last time. Um, Ali's laughing and uh, but one of my favourite things that happened with World Together was Emma your campaign Ancient Antics because she's told us from the beginning the whole of Faerun is basically yours go where you want to go and we'll roll with it that was great I love that 
Um, and I was like, yes, amazing. Let's do this. I don't know how we're going to do this in four episodes, but let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, very impressive. So close, so close to giving you a contra teleportation that just went anywhere. And Chris was like, do not, do not give them a contra teleportation <laughs> that goes <Yeah>. anywhere. <laughs> in one home game, uh, one of my characters has a helm of tele- teletransportation. Who's that? And <laughs> Sorry? Hmm? Nothing. And not e- I mean, I think the DM is uh, sometimes like, where he's going? But I think it's more the other players like, what is going to happen? What is Ali going to do? <laughs> we've, got, we've got a home game where the sorcerer learned teleportation circle. And then rather than going back to Washington, which was our home base, we were like, no, we're being followed. We should go somewhere completely random. I just went to an entirely different city. This was like, <laughs> you have to stop here and come back next time because you've gone somewhere random. <laughs> I have nothing planned for this city. I don't know how, where, where it is. What's there? Who's what there? is the city that you've told me about? <laughs> yeah. 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 I quite I like, like that, though. But I wouldn't. For something that would be streamed, I'd have to put a bit more planning in place. But like for a home game, I'm like, yeah, sure, you are yeah. you're by a bush now. Now this bush is going to attack you. Never mind where you've gone. You're by this bush and it's yeah. attacking you. Angry bush. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, I managed to make Lady Blackbird, which is supposed to be a one-shot, last 11 sessions. Oh, wow. Because my, my players were just getting into the world and... We're on a, a planet of smugglers and pirates. Let's go fuck shit up. Let's go to the party and steal stuff. And this is all, you know, it's we're definitely going to get around to the plot where we need to deliver Lady Blackbird to her, her ex at some point. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is that the whole plot? You like take her back to her her ex partner? Yeah, but but it's sort of a see what happens on the way. Like she doesn't have to stay there it, it could be one of those where you know along the way she discovers the life of a pirate and wants to do that instead or they they give you the stat block for the ex as a you might end up fighting him who knows <laughs> kind of situation but yeah it was it was really good fun and the the system is is good and uh relatively easy to get into it's just you need a lot of d6s which if you've got a board game collection, then you know, mm. that's relatively easy to, to source. But. Or just a massive D&D dice collection, like yeah. many of us do. Me and Ali played uh, the Avatar RPG oh, yeah. uh, recently, and it was in its early phases, so it was, like, it, it was on Kickstarter, but not Ava- fully finished yet. Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar The Blue People? Not The Blue uh, People. Uh, and it was based around D6 roles and I can't remember the system that it was based on but it didn't quite work at the time I don't know if it's any different now with you know you, you're, 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 you're a bender you want to you wanna fight stuff you want to do all the things and it didn't quite work with that but because we were quite good at role play we had so much fun just not playing the game like we did the most random stuff that we did not expect and sometimes like you don't even have to know the rules of a game to have fun if you can just talk to each other and go with it and be in the world and uh i think one of the players they were a water vendor and there was a puddle so they uh they maneuvered this water to their hair and they used the water in their hair to whip someone across the face with it and that wasn't a move that's not something that you could do they just did it it yeah it was great sometimes restriction is the gateway to creativity 
Um, that's my. Yeah, I had that issue cool. with um, actually in Lady Blackbird. Uh, with my husband who was playing Snargle, who is uh, the goblin uh, pilot of your ship. And in the rules, it says that goblins can stretch and change their shape. There's no sort of limiting wording (laughs) on that. So he decided that he was like Luffy in one piece and could like gomu hand like all the way down a corridor to slap a guard. (laughs) Um, and I thought that was so funny, so I allowed it, and yeah. that was a mistake because it set a precedent, <laughs> <laughs> a terrible precedent, but was also a brilliant precedent as well. Like there was just carnage from like, silly stretchiness. Yes, Mr. Tickle so, character. Yeah, it's like, well, the rules don't say I can't do this, so I'm yeah. gonna. Yeah, gonna have to try. Have to try. Yeah. And we players are experts to find those loopholes. <laughs> that is like. If I join this with this, then chaos comes. Yeah. Oh my god, my first game I DM'd, and to be fair, that the, my ongoing home game still has three other DMs in it, and like you get real good at rules and being like, I don't care if the rules say that. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. As long as there's that mutual respect around the table of like, hmm. no, this is M's game that we're playing uh, today, and M's rules. Our M's rules. Yeah, they're, they're generally very good. <laughs> Do we have any like, other? Sorry, no. I was going to say just about rules. I like asking players what they think should happen as well. Yeah, because often you're playing with your friends. You know, you've got respect there anyway. So as long sometimes, as everyone's happy with though, the... if you're playing with your enemies, you shouldn't ask them. You should be like, no, you die. Sorry, you <laughs> spell and you yeah, explode. Totally. <laughs> Get out my house. Yeah. Do you play with your enemies a lot, M? No. No, they're all dead. <laughs> just said with regret. <laughs> no. <sighs> I don't think I have that many enemies. I could think of one person who hates me, but I, you know, don't interact with them anymore, so it's fine. Mm. <laughs> and on that note, mm, let's uh, move I'm on. Gonna roll the dice. <laughs> roll the dice. Roll the dice. Roll. Roll your arms. Role. Uh, any moments that were a great learning experience for you as a DM? Obviously, like you three are much more experienced DMs than I am. So you, you, you might be all done with your learning, but I don't believe that would be the case. There's no such thing. Uh, every single game I watch or play is always a learning experience, especially with Roll Together, because you have the opportunity to DM for so many different players, so you can mm-hmm. get a gauge of who plays in what way, what styles people play in, um, how people might play a certain class in your game. You might go, oh, that's really cool. Like Demi, so I'm going to play Demi, who's a wizard cleric. Um, and it was a really great combo, divination wizard mixed with grave domain. Yeah, it's And I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. <laughs> and, you know, that's something that I would like to take on as a player, maybe as a DM with an NPC. Uh, so every single game, no matter what it is, there's no specific thing but yeah uh, every interaction other players have with each other like that's a really cool way of starting a conversation I might take that on too um, yeah everything for me one really specific one for me so in Ancient Antics I killed Sir Torval, David's character um, by disintegrating him and David was quite upset about it he won't be upset about me saying that I think we're all quite aware that David was not pleased in the moment Um and I think if we had just paused and said, like, there will be a way for your character to come back, like, are you all right with this? We can always rewind it. Um, the end would have been a lot more satisfying. So when um, I killed Tom's character, Pitt, 
in uh, Call of the Void and also throughout when Sean was like, oh my God, you're going to kill old Georgia. I was like, I have no intention of killing any of your characters. Like there are ways out of this. And also if you don't want to be dead, you don't have to be. Um, so like that's one very specific one, but there's always things that you take away because you can't necessarily expect how people react to things that you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you, Ali? Um, so of course, this is the first time I collaborate with a, in a stream and time management is a thing. So especially when we like, we know that we use uh, safety tools and etc. cetera, we have to pause um, the game and etc. That sort of taking into account how much do I have to rewind? Where are we with the total sort of um, length of the video? And I think with the first one shot, I was lucky that it was mostly on time. But then I think there was two episodes on a Divergent Dream where it was like slightly long and it was like, mm, maybe I should have like, you know, of course you don't want to interrupt the good moments, but at, at the same time it's like, maybe I should have skipped this part so we get more time to, to the role play mm. in the three hour slot rather than have to expand. So I think that is still a learning in process, but I, I think as a, I think for my nine to five, uh, job it, that also helps to say oh maybe I have to prioritize all this stuff rather than this but yeah, it's, it's I, I really like uh, that sort of uh, constraint mm-hmm. I, 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 oh ooh, ooh, we're also oh, chatting oh, oh, I'll just get a, a very quick comment I'm consistently impressed by end time management given the level of chaos and freedom that you give the players and encourage in your campaigns <laughs> that it is almost always bang on three hours like I, I, use, I use timers yeah <laughs> I would not manage without my timers um have specific time for the first half specific time for the second half it flexes because you need to find like you need to find good points for the break and I think that's it's one of the really interesting things about the live format is like finding that moment where it's not you're not interrupting a scene you might have got to a cliffhanger and putting the break there and trying to get that into your first half so it's about the right length of time either side it's it's interesting it's good fun we're actually just talking about the the break at halfway i've started doing that with my home games like because i never used to do it i don't know why but like we'd just be sat there for four hours playing and I was like, oh, I'm getting tired. Why am I getting tired? It's because we didn't have a break halfway through. So like now <laughs> games tend to be, up, to be about three hours now mm. and we take a break halfway through. Mm. And it's quite a silly little thing, but it makes all the difference. Um, we do it. I, I do it in my home games as well now because it's just yeah. like, it's just yeah. nice. Everyone wants a chance to go and make a tea without like missing things. Because I think if you're yeah. all in a room together, people do wander in and out more. Mm. But when you're yeah. on a screen, it feels harder to kind of leave because it does feel like you're missing something. Mm. There's, um, I've just started DMing a campaign of Brindlewood Bay as well. With I, I know Liz at some point, I know, uh, but with a, a different group, um, and it's got a great mechanic in it that's used uh, in a couple of different ways. Um, and basically, to go back to at M's point as well about um, uh, react, player reactions to deaths and dealing with it. Um, apart from one. Uh, one thing it's got is uh, the ability to basically say, uh, oh, that didn't happen because uh, I'm going to put on a crown and narrate a lovely scene from my past. 
instead and it just treats the the dud roll as an automatic success but you've only got a limited amount of those throughout the entire campaign but it does give you the option of doing that or the other one which comes from the the gm side of it is if a player is completely stacked to roll at a clutch point and isn't going to be able to use that um, and you want to give them the opportunity to have a re-roll because you think it's going to suck if this roll fails you can cut to a commercial break because the entire conceit of it is that you are doing a TV show about old people solving crimes. So you have the commercial break and it's got a list of, here are some products. Um, your player <laughs> has to narrate a 30 second commercial for this product. And sounds then amazing. Success. <laughs> that sounds Which amazing. Love, but also can be like, we're going to commercials now. Let's take a 10 minute break. Which is great. I love it. Technically, we do that with Roll Together. We do, yeah. We've 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 pre-recorded all of the, but we don't have to improvise the commercials. That's true. Although, we should. although Chris in their smite one shot with mm. uh, all level twenty, they had a cool thing in the uh, arena where adverts I think came down, and mm-hmm. like there was lots of cool elements of that. So it is doable in a D and D setting. Yeah, and maybe we should. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, what was what was the question that we were looking at? Any other learning experience moments? Oh, I have one actually, um, now that I've asked you all. Um, this might be something that a lot of people do already, but I'd not experienced it until playing Merc and Draw with Liz, is that, uh, and that we, I don't think we actually did it in yours, but I know that you routinely do, um, as part of the session zero, you run a quick combat. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and then Ali, you did it for Divergent Dream uh, as part of the session zero. And I found it really, uh, yeah, really helpful because apart from anything, it just means that everyone has a chance to look at their character sheet from a, a playing it perspective and be like, okay, what what am I actually doing? What spells, what is going to work? But also see what everyone else would do. And then as a DM, you get the opportunity to be like, ah, I need to increase all of the hit points mm-hmm. of these monsters, or they should probably do a little less damage um, before you even start, especially in a recorded setup. Um, but even for home games, I think it's quite a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where, when you, I mean, you have opportunity with stuff like D&D Beyond, you can have a look at the character sheets and you can go, oh, okay, cool, this person has all of these spells, but it's different when it's in combat because sometimes <laughs> features and class elements come into play that you had no idea were even there so um that's why i like to run combat before we do things so i know what to expect <laughs> i mean yes but then you always have players that come with things that you will never expect <laughs> which is also quite fun but you know it's it's good yeah. to good to trial um, it through and you know we we all know that the as you call uh, challenge rate mm. is useless yeah <laughs> so that sort of thing helps you to say okay maybe i need to make it instead of um challenging deadly and oh, it's always just deadly be, yeah, always, always deadly, deadly because you can forget about abilities or you can have them die sooner or but if it's not challenging if it's if you go straight in for deadly and sometimes like super super deadly like dnd mm-hmm. is like you're going to kill these characters in, in in two two rounds um you can always dial it back but you can't it's really hard to dial it up mm-hmm. once you've started yeah that's my favorite thing is like forgetting about legendary actions um just like you can you can really maneuver combat that way don't tell my players (laughs) (laughs) 
but we it's are not recorded em. it's not recorded the time. <laughs> yeah i wish i could say my forgetting legendary actions in silverage was uh intentional uh they don't put it on D&D Beyond, me. though. Like, you don't have a little tracker, so I have to get like yeah. a bit of paper with like little squares on. Like, oh yes, I've done, I've done two. Oh, yeah. I forgot to look at my paper. Oh, god damn it! Yep. <laughs> Surprise lair actions as well is great. If you're suddenly like, oh god, this is too easy. Like, oh no, the floor is shaking or rocks <laughs> fall and you all die. Yeah. No. But everything is suddenly lava. Oops. Oops. Nice. I'm gonna roll. We've we've probably got time for a couple more. Let's uh, roll the dice. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. That's the same number as I just rolled. I should really roll a d6 at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to pick one of the ones that's left. Uh, Your favourite NPC that you played this year? (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, I forgot the name. Um, The squirrel. The squirrel, Mm. yes. Was it uh, Robert? Robert Robert, the squirrel. Robert the squirrel. Robert the squirrel. Yes, 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 yes. He was so cute. He was great. I loved him. But then at the same time, it was like me as a, a player was like, this is adorable. And then I think Evie was the same. We were both like, this is adorable. But in character being like, no, he must be evil Don't and stop. Square off. Yes. <laughs> that was great fun. Uh, Granny for me. Um love playing Granny. I love playing old people anyway, but Granny was special. Um <laughs> And uh, Demi's patron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So creepy. Oh, God, Remind me of their name. No, I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I've forgotten. Uh, oh, God. I think everybody death. would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, angel, the, the angel of death. Angel of death. That's it. Yes. Uh, because I wanted it to be creepy, but I also wanted them to have a really like caring maternal thing going on. Like, have you packed your underwear? You're in a, a humid place. Make sure you change your socks. Because I thought it would be fun to mix that in with the <gasps> creepy voice. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun because I don't think Em was expecting that. No, it was not. <laughs> and I like creeping out people. So <laughs> yes, two rounds of fun. <laughs> uh, Murta, who obviously mm-hmm. started as an NPC and became a PC, um, is just great fun. Um, that kind of like, oh, I know everything you're going to do because I'm cheating. And also, now I'm not here anymore. That's great. Um, all of the animals, so Tom's various horses and stags. Um, I'm sure there were more, but those are the ones that pop into my head at the moment. Um, and nutmeg. also the shit. Nutmeg. Nutmeg and also um, Sir Stephen, whatever his name is. Um, flowing mane, beautiful horse. Mm-hmm. Star, 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 star. Trail? Star, 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 star scream. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then obviously the shit. Transformer. Uh, yeah. The PPPOS2. Um, Nutmeg eating salad is one of my favourite impressions yeah. that Emma has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's up there with Az's voice for me. <laughs> Which I know isn't an NPC. No, I, I, I say this with all the love in my heart. I thought it was brilliant. It was great. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this. It's, if it's you're in Twitch chat and wish to hear this immediately, uh, do that. <laughs> it's, it's two, it's two different one shots. Okay. I was like, I'm only going to play this character once. I'll just do a random French accent, and <laughs> then Mike was like, Oh no! Again, this year I was like, Oh no! <laughs> I quite liked Hop. I know Hop is not an NPC, but Hop was so hyper. Yeah, I, it was exhausting, yeah. but in a good way. <laughs> yes. There are, there are lots of my characters that I would like to return, but it's just like there's so many of them at this point that it's like picking 
picking amongst your children. Pick your favourite child. Yeah. Which of your children is most suited to this horrible adventure? Which is obviously Prosperous. Prosperous is most suited to all adventures. So, uh, yeah. Oh, P. P's had quite the ride over the last couple of years. It's Mike's fault. Mike broke P's heart. (laughs) (laughs) He's not here, so I can say. Like, P has had two in-story... Well, actually, no, because P's first ex was not in the E.D. Kenner was... and then uh, yeah. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. But was Froray a partner? No. No. Mm. Look, none of them have ever been as successful as Shavaris. Shavaris was the most romantically successful character I've ever had. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've... Uh... Oh, no, yeah, I... Thomas, if you're if you're looking at actual romance, but then uh, Polly Tartan did get married immediately to uh, Tom's centaur, I guess, and apparently they also have a a, a son who is uh, not not in the plot. No, is in the plot, but not in the the game of uh, uh, Crash and Burn. <laughs> Could love Tom's mind. It's like yeah, spiral network of things. Yeah. That all happen at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An exciting place. Mm. Uh, I did Liz. No. Uh, so we we've done NPCs, mm. but actually, in terms of like, uh, I've addressed this to Liz now, but I think actually we should maybe talk about um, because we've talked about Hop and P as great player characters of M's. What do we think uh, about Liz's characters that Liz has played this year? Because I really loved Huxley. Oh, Huxley! I do have his beard. It's it's in a suitcase to my left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huxley was Huxley a arm. Yes. And like the concept behind Huxley was that he uh, he was at a library, but he was only there to stack shelves. And it was the library of uh, Blackstaff Tower. And all the cool wizards that were part of the college, they took all the great spells, that, like Fireball, like all the fancy ones that everyone always picks. So Huxley was left with not that great spells, um, <laughs> but made the best of the situation. Uh, so your, we often... Your ultimate commitment to not changing out a cantrip for restitution mm-hmm. uh, is, yeah, <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, it's my favourite. Like, I, I think quite a lot of us are the same in that you don't, doing damage isn't always the fun thing like just doing weird stuff can be way more entertaining um so i like playing characters like that but thanks for the wizard when you can be Mm. like i changed the world in one spell here we go (laughs) now you're all upside down hooray i'm going to create a floating disc that can hold my bag Mm -hmm. that's what i'm going to do with my spell Yeah. This is the thing, I've not played a lot of uh, spellcaster characters like on, on stream uh, comparatively, but uh, just the idea of um, Mage Hand in general, like if you were that kind of person, why would you not constantly have a Mage Hand following you with like your your bag or your drink or a snack? Right? Or just like cupping your, not your ass, but like, <laughs> like with its. Where are you little, going? With its little there, hand there are a few you. things that you cup. Um... <laughs> cupping you. You can you can choose where that cup lies. Oh, but... Reassuring hand on the shoulder. That's where I was going. We can. <laughs> there are a reassuring there are uses for mage hands. <laughs> <Abby>. <laughs> uh... emotional, emotional support. 
Mage hand. We are back to bake off. I love this. <laughs> the Tuscelli is great. I love Tuscelli. <laughs> yeah. Now he's happily married in the Feywild, mm -hmm. adopting children, different races, you know, like Angelina and Brad Pitt. That's it. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pleased he's, he's got a happy ending because, yes. you know, a lot of our characters are sort of, even if a campaign ends fine for them, there's always that, and no one ever knows what, what they did afterwards or what they're doing. But it's nice to know he's having a nice time. Yes. Yeah. I think one of my favourite bits is though when you were first introducing Swifty. I was just Liz, Liz going through the process of, so it's an egg. <laughs> and it's called Swifty. Yeah. Okay, great. And does it walk like this? Or does it kind does of walk like this? <laughs> More like a like spider thing. Mm -hmm. Trying yeah. to think about it. I love it. <laughs> Now, what was the the robot character that you played in Ali's Sarah loved the voice so much oh my god I loved yes. it I think I sent you a message actually <laughs> yes. uh, about the portal <laughs> voice and it was so good please feel Thank free you. to give us an example of what it sounded like now but, uh, uh, you know when words immediately leave your head yes, like, yes all I the time do a voice but I don't know what I'm saying I don't know what I'm saying in that voice <laughs> I love it the cake is a lie loved it we actually did, uh, this This won't be a spoiler again because the first episode of Nexus has come out and it's not really a spoiler to say it. it's very influenced by, as I said earlier, games like Half-Life. So the, um, the the little test trial that I ran at the very start as part of Session Zero was them up against a training bot that was basically just the voice of the little um, turrets that are like, oh, 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 oh. are you still there? Are you still there? Ow! Oh. Please pitch me for cake. Yeah. Okay, so Nat is going to record this and I'm going to have it as my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> or text message. You can have it now. That's a good point. It takes you care. And I um, can die happy. It's, it's, it's obviously launched like a load of different campaign uh, campaign ideas and various like, mm -hmm. where are the items? Who's got the items? All the background stuff that's uh, that, that's sort of not been the main focus of the campaign, but it's just been, just, just been there. Fun yeah. fact. The Wandering Bard in, I don't know if you actually encountered them at all in Mercandraw, was one of Skitter's relatives at the time, but you ah. never interacted with them, so that's been just kind of swept under the rug there for anyone did say take. at the time, um, you said like, oh, every tabaxi, now, I'm now like, is it a Skitter sibling? <laughs> that one was, that one was. <laughs> I think we need to, I'm sure, because we've got a document somewhere that's the actual story, the backstory of the temple and where all the siblings are, but... Um, I, I feel like it's not as up to date as it should be. So I probably need to look into that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's on my to-do list for another time. Uh, we've got time for, like, let's do one more speed speed question. Um, favorite addition to the Togetherverse that you or one of your players made this year? Speed round. Um. Klimped. Sam's character, Klimped. Just uh, the brother. Yes, the brother of <laughs> Clint. Clint. Oh, Clint. Yes, Clint. Because Clint was one of the baby, yeah. one of the baby beavers in uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Krampus" from last year. Yeah. And Sam sent me, me a message like, "Hey, could I be one of those beavers?" So I was like, "Fuck yes!" Uh, so that was one of my favourite things that happened this year. <laughs> so good. Yes. 
the bugbear who is spider climbing across Faerun. Yes. Uh, from uh, Chaos in the Collection. Yeah. No one knows where Guk went, but off he went. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, I, I mean, not because you are here, but I think um, the lonely one is, we're going to see more about the lonely one, whether with or without Sarah, but the lonely one is, I quite liked it. Excited. Yes. Uh, it, it, my my one shot that I did was sort of not really connected to the rest of the world properly, so kind of discounting that. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna say the statues because it's it's very entertaining that the uh, the water deep statues are just butt naked <laughs> in our world. That's Rebecca's fault. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna Rebecca can't be here, so I'm gonna say that on her behalf. <laughs> I, all I said was there are statues. First thing she said, are they naked? I was like, oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> of all people to ask that question mm-hmm. as well, you would not assume that Rebecca would have. But, it uh, implies that Waterdeep is a lot more liberal. Like, it's just really liberal yeah. about, like, what you wear. Yeah. yeah. Or what you don't wear. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can see that, though, right? Because, you know, Neverwinter is, like, the the stern, cold, miserable one, and Baldur's Gate is all, like, Victorian, and again, it's got that sort of... A bit mobby, gangy. Yeah, hierarchies mobby. and mobs and stuff, whereas Waterdeep, you know... Chaos fun can happen in Waterdeep. Yeah, there's not a gang war happening under the streets of Waterdeep. Yeah, at definitely, all. Not. <laughs> definitely not. It's 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 a little, you know, it's okay. It's still stabby, but it's less gritty stabby, you know. <laughs> fun stabby. Fun thing about the statues of Waterdeep, I believe they are actually meant to be hollow, so people can live in them or have little shops in them. Um, and if they're naked, I'm just going to leave that sentence where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. There's one of them that sat down that has, I'm pretty sure, has in canon um, houses built across the entire lap. But they're controlled by the Blackstaff staff and they are a line of defense for Waterdeep, so mm. they can move. But if yes. they move, they will kill millions of people who live on top of them. Mm-hmm. Millions of people. How big is this statue supposed to be, Em? Millions awesome. of some people. Of them are, some of them are really big. Yeah. How was millions of yeah, people? Yeah, millions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I stand by it. I said it. Okay, all right. I, well, I, I nodded. I, I nodded, so therefore sure. it's true. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Mm. Write it in the chat. Millions, <laughs> millions will die. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave everyone thinking about if you were to open a shop inside the hollow genitalia of a, a, a ginormous statue, what kind of shop would you open? Um, and thank everyone for joining us for Talk Together um, for, for hanging out with us for, for all of last year and we look forward to hanging out with you again for the rest of 2023 uh, come join us and, and watch watch our streams uh, you'll find us here talking about D&D on Fridays 6 till 7pm GMT and on Mondays and Tuesdays we are streaming our D&D games uh, so currently on Mondays we have Nexus which is my horror facility has gone wrong pop culture references um and on tuesdays we have we will have by the time this goes uh out we will have launched fracture um do you want to say anything about fracture um chris is dming fracture um it's our new world um roll together's world um and it's going to be a lot of fun 
I'm excited to watch it. Uh, all of this will stream at twitch.tv full slash roll together RPG, which is where you might be watching this now, or you might be watching it as the VOD on YouTube or on a podcast. And if you're not, then you could go and find it in those places. Um, and thank you again to our D20 Club on Patreon. And you can be as cool as they are and support us uh, from as little as one of your local currencies per month if you would like to. And thank you again to all our sponsors and, and supporters. If you did support us on Patreon, you would have known about Fracture today, which is the 16th of December. Yes. But but as you, if you're not a Patreon, then you know about it today, which is the... Later uh, than that date. Sometime in January. <laughs> Somewhere in January. Uh, we yeah. love time here at Roll Together. Time is our favourite thing. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Uh, have a great year, everyone. See you next time. Stay classy. No. Please. <laughs> <laughs>